Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a class from our 2022 Elul Learning Series. So here we are in Back to Basics Journal Writing, which is my contribution to the Elul series. And I'm, first of all, very grateful that all of you are here for this and that you can find some meaningful um, tips to help you as we all head into the high holy days. Um, So what qualifies me to teach a workshop on journal writing? Um, Well, I guess the first thing would be that I've been doing journal writing since, I don't know, 1994. And it's hard to understand that since I'm only 29, how that could be, but that's how it worked out. And here is my current journal and probably my last 15 journals look like this journal, but your journal can look like all different kinds of things. And we will get to that. And as for Jewish journal writings, well, I wondered about, I thought about, well, what qualifies me to to talk about Jewish journal writing? Because what's my biggest Jewish qualification? Well, I'm married to the son of a rabbi, so that's nice. Um, But I think, there's more than that, which is that when I think about all of the writing I have done in my journal, a lot of it actually relates to the holidays and different Jewish things in my life and how that all works out. So I hope that my personal experience of Jewish journal writing will somehow translate into something that gives you something to work with in this season. Um, I'm going to start very simply. Well, what's a journal, right? What's the definition of a journal? Okay. So it's a record of experiences, ideas, or reflections kept regularly for private use, like a diary, and as the verb to enter or record thoughts or experiences in a book. And you read that, and that feels very dry and, well, okay, that's nice. But the truth of the matter is it's the richness of the experiences and the ideas and the reflections that can make journal writing so satisfying. It's the the catharsis of putting down thoughts that are frustrating or scary or other kinds of things that makes writing in a journal really a powerful, powerful experience and something that I actually look forward to every day. Um, it's it's really something that can add another dimension to your life. And so so what does a journal look like? I I showed you my my journal. It can be paper and pen. It can be pictures. It can be on the computer. There's no one size fits all with a journal, and it it doesn't matter. And you shouldn't even think twice about it. If you have it on a computer that might end up being shared, I strongly recommend a password protected file so that nobody else can get it. If you have Snoopy people in your family, put your journal where they can't find it. I trust my family. My journal's out. If they read bad things, I write about them. Well, you know what? That's their risk, not mine. Um, There's pretty much nothing in there that I wouldn't actually say to anybody's face anyway, but that's also me. So, Paper, computer, doesn't matter. There's a lot of kinds of journals. And I'm going to just take you through some of the different types of journaling techniques that are out there 
And any and all of these can be used any time of the year, but certainly now as we are in Elul and preparing for the High Holy Days. Okay, not that way. There we go. So here we see this list. So free writing, precisely what it sounds like. You just write. Morning pages. I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way is a book. It was written, I think, in the early 80s. And it is a whole um, program for finding uh, creativity and inspiration. And one of the things she recommends is morning pages. And that's three ha- three handwritten pages of just stream of consciousness, just to get the stuff that's in your head out on the paper so that you can then move forward and be more creative and get your day going. Um, I, I do morning pages a lot. I, I, again, I think it's very helpful. And I think that a lot of very interesting, powerful and profound thoughts come out in the middle of the, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do laundry again, which also comes out sometimes. People use journals for lists. People who are artistically inclined do art journals and do journals with pictures in them. I wish I could do that, but that's not going to be for me. People use journals for unsent letters. They write to people who they're never actually going to send those letters to, but it gets those feelings out. And I think at this time of year, unsent letters is a great way to prepare your thoughts if there's somebody who you need to approach and actually say, I'm sorry to. Sometimes writing that unsent letter is the way to get the words correct so that you're comfortable in in making an apology to somebody or making an apology to yourself. Gratitude journals. Many people use gratitude journals. And often I think a gratitude journal at the end of the day is nice. And you take gratitude journal is a little book where you really just write down a few things every day that you're grateful for in your life to remind us of all of the bounty in our lives. Even as we face struggles, we can always find something to be grateful for. You know, I'm grateful for the view I have here in Cape Cod. Um, dream journaling. If you remember your dreams, to write those down and mine them for, I don't know, whatever is in a dream. I think that can be very powerful. Bullet journaling. I don't know if you've ever seen a bullet journal. I look at those, they're Google it. It's, they're beautiful. They are in, on a, in a graph paper journal and it's a whole system of journaling. And it's to me aspirational to be able to journal in that fashion. Um, the bullet journal has you have all kinds of different sections and lists and it's a way for organizing, not just your thoughts, but your whole life. And again, I, I wish I could do that, but I'm not there. A reflection journal. Well, reflections on all different kinds of things. People do a reading journal where they log the books that they've read and what they liked, what they didn't like, why they were meaningful if they want to read them again. And finally, a one-line-a-day journal. And a one-line-a-day journal is literally one line about what happened in your day. And there are a number of famous people who have done this over the years. I actually think during Elul, a one-line-a-day journal is a very nice sort of short um, way to work to prepare yourself every day a little bit 
as the high holidays come. It's a technique that you can use in conjunction with any of these other techniques. And again, none of these techniques have, have, you know, are need to be used by themselves. They can be used interchangeably. So I'm going to pause for a second because I just talked for a long time to see if anybody has any questions or any thoughts or anything that they'd like to share. And you can um, raise your hand in the, um, if, if I don't see you. No questions? Oh, Marlise has a question. Please unmute. Yeah. Um, this is really basic, but I always wondered with morning pages, if it was supposed to be college ruled or wide ruled or if that matters, you know, in terms of the three, three longhand pages. Well, I don't know. I think Julia Cameron probably has says somewhere. I, I haven't read that book in years. It's, I believe it's three, um, like a, like a, a pad like this. I don't know if you can see just a, like a, like a, just a letter size pad. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't think it matters. I would say that I do morning pages, but my morning pages are these usually two of these pages. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit narrower than college rule. And I wouldn't get hung up on it. Okay. You're writing for two or three pages to sort of vent yourself a little bit. But I would tell you that the, the venting brings all kinds of profound thoughts along the way. And it's always surprising when, when something bubbles up that you didn't know was underneath there. And by getting rid of sort of the surface thoughts that you have, all kinds of interesting things can come out. And I would also say that, you know, Julia Cameron says morning pages are, you know, you get up and, and you have a cup of coffee and you sit down and you do your pages. And she clearly wrote that book without children in her house. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> For many years, my morning pages were in, until like nine o'clock when everybody was at school. Mm-hmm. But so you have to take any of these techniques, any of these thoughts, and then make it your own and make it work for you in your life. That's the most important thing. If it doesn't work in your life, you won't do it. And then you get no benefit whatsoever. Right. 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 Okay. So we do. do you, and oh, can I, it's Paula. I have a question. So do you keep a journal for a specific reason? like? It clears your head. It makes you more creative. It helps you deal with, you know, things that are troubling you, all of the above. But is there, is there something I, I'm sorry, I joined slightly late. And so I may have missed your introduction, but what's the purpose of it for you? So the purpose for me is actually all of the things you said. It clears my head. It helps me be more creative. It gives me a chance to vent things when I'm, when something is bothering me, it gives me a chance to, to think out loud, but to myself in writing form, um, all of the above. And we're going to get to a little bit of how, how some of these techniques can work specifically as we're preparing for Elul. But the answer is to that is actually just yes, all of the above. And for any one person, there's no wrong or right reason to do a journal, it's just your reasons. Mm-hmm. You don't even need a reason. You can just say, you know what, I want to try this and see where it takes me and see what happens with it. And by the regular practice of journal writing, you can you unlock things that you just didn't know were there. 
know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's not therapy, but it is in some ways therapeutic, if that makes any sense. You know, does that help? Yeah. I, I, sometimes I, I do like dial, I do conversations, sometimes dialogues that never happened. <laughs> Fantastic. You can add that into my, into the journaling techniques dialogue. I don't know how to edit this on the screen here, so I can't do that because that's way, way beyond my my capability. And I actually need to give a big hat tip to Sean Fieldsmeyer, who helped me get my slides in order. Um, so everybody should know that Rabbi Sean is, as always, amazing. Um, but so, yes, I think that writing, like unsent letters, un, dialogues that you're never going to have with it, anybody that you just want to have that discussion, that argument, any of those things, it's a great place to do that. I, I think that's terrific. Okay, so we did what? What's the journal? And we know the who, you, me, everybody. So now let's talk some logistics. So when do you write in a journal? You know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter. I write in the journal in the morning. If I don't write in the journal, in my journal in the morning, generally speaking, I never get to it. I, that's just me. And you know what? Sometimes there's three or four days that I don't get to it and you can't get crazy about it. Just move on and get back to it when you can get back to it. Um, where should you do it? Again, you know, someplace where you are not going to be interrupted, where you can have time to focus where you feel comfortable. If you can play music, if that works for you, or if, or listen to music on earbuds, or I guess you could light a candle. I I don't personally do that, but you know, any, you can create your own ritual around journal writing the way you would do for anything else. You can do it in maybe the late afternoon with a cup of tea is the time that works for you. Maybe it's before you go to bed. And as I said before, the gratitude journal, I, I think gratitude journals are perfect for at night for when you take a moment to reflect on your day and say, you know, what are, what are three good things that happened to me that I'm grateful for? Or what are three things in my life that I'm grateful for? And, you know, for me, like my backup on that is always my three children. So when, when all else fails, I can always say I'm grateful for them, even when I'm a little annoyed with them. I'm still grateful for them. So when, and then how? How? How's maybe the hardest thing, right? How do I do this? I, I don't know. You, you just have to start and let go of feeling self-conscious that this is somehow, somehow, that there's a way to do it that's correct, right? There isn't. And if you can let go of that and just sort of dive in, the how happens and then and then you keep going. And I know that sounds not tangible. And we'll, in a, in a little, in a little bit later, we will get to a discussion of ways you can jumpstart yourself for writing when you're feeling like you don't know what to write. But really the how is just take your pen to paper and go or put your fingers on the keyboard and go if that's what you prefer. So. Oh, this is just, Sean made me a really fancy slide here. Wait till you see this. Why journaling? Why now? 
Well, Elul, what's the purpose of Elul, right? Where, as I understand it, and look, I am no Jewish scholar. I'm going to put that out front. This is a time for us to prepare as we approach the high holidays, as we approach those 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And we have to really say, you know, how was my year? What, What did I do right? What did I not do right? So I think journaling now is a great way to focus, to focus yourself on thinking about the things that were important for you in this past year and what what do you want going forward also to have some understanding to really take a moment to write about different events that occurred or different things that happened to you or things that you thought about and have some real meaningful understanding of it take things think about the context of the different events that happened think about what you learned from it think about what pieces you want to take forward and what pieces you don't want to take forward. So reflection, reflection on how you were with other people. Is there somebody who you want to say, I'm sorry to that I didn't do right by you for whatever reason? Is there something that you're really proud of? Is there somebody who you're proud of who you want to go and acknowledge them at high holidays to say, Hey, Thank you so much. You did this for me this year, and I really appreciate it. And it's in writing in your journal and writing about the events and the things that you're thinking about approaching this season that you get some real clarity on on how you want to proceed. This is really just a way to organize your thoughts in some for, for some people, at least. It's a good way to face difficult thoughts and truths in your life. Again, like I said, it's not therapy, but it can be therapeutic. And I certainly take the time at this time of year to, to you know, just own up. Think about what happened. I'm happy to report I don't have too many difficult thoughts, but one or two for sure. And you gain insight. And again, sometimes you, if you just dump it all on the page and you just have like a word vomit, then you go back and you read it and you actually get insight from it. And like, don't worry that it's all coming out and it's not coming out in perfect English. The spelling isn't right. The grammar isn't right. This isn't an English paper that you're handing in. You're not getting a grade on this. You're getting personal benefit from it. And personal benefit doesn't need spell check. Okay. Personal benefit just needs to let the words out. It's for examining your life. And it's, of course, for examining your life year round. But again, I think we take the, the take it one step further because of where we are in the Jewish cycle. So what do you think is Jewish about journal writing? Any thoughts on that? Feel, feel free to talk. Well, I think the reflection is really in the self-examination. I mean, we do the Dewey. Mm-hmm. All of these feel very Jewish to me. All of these like practices, understanding who we are and where we want to go. I mean, especially Elul and, and, you know, the high holidays. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. it feels, you know, like all of it feels very Jewish. Like we can't, 
just be on a treadmill and just keep doing the same things over and over and over. I just feel like this is this amazing opportunity we have to reset and redo and, you know, improve. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Anybody else have any thoughts? Marlene? Marlise? You're muted. Um, I, th- I think just, you know, kind of what, what Paula was saying in the self-reflection aspect. Very Jewish. Very Jewish, right? Okay, so Jewish journal writers. Who are Jewish journal writers? Okay, first of all, Anne Frank. You can't have a list of Jewish journal writers without the diary of Anne Frank. The most poignant, profound, and and, you know, from when I think about be as a as a you know a young person, that's probably where I became aware of of writing in a diary at all it was either that or you know Judy Bloom, right? But certainly Anne Frank. Kafka was a big journal writer. Alfred Kazin was a really big journal writer. Susan Sontag, and there's many many more. I could have probably filled up pages, but I decided to stop with Susan Sontag, who said something that I think is actually extremely profound, which is the journal is a vehicle for my sense of selfhood. It represents me as it represents me as emotionally and spiritually independent. Therefore, alas, it does not simply record my actual daily life, but rather in many cases offers an alternative to it. And I think that's exactly the point here is that we can, in writing about different things, think of alternatives, find different ways to be, find new ways to approach the world. And I think that is an extremely powerful piece of journal writing. So my next slide, relax. That's the next thing I'm going to say about journal writing. Like, because we're talking about it, you might feel really self-conscious and say, oh, my God, like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start writing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not Shakespeare. Well, nobody's asking you to write fiction anyway, so that's okay. But this is what I have to say. And look, Sean gave me this gorgeous apples and honey picture. Yay, Sean. But journaling is private. There is no right or wrong. It take time, takes time. And to be really effective, be honest with yourself. You know, that's the thing. That's a place where you really can just let it out there. Say how you really feel. I think that that's, that's the strength and the, the power of journaling is when you take a moment to be truly honest. And again, when you put it, when you think about, for example, like you said, Vidui, and when you think about all of the prayers that we say through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you know what? You got to take a really honest look at yourself and say, you know, what happened this year? You know, sometimes we see, we see the, the, the things maybe that we could have done better, but you should also see the things that you did well and give yourself credit for that too. I think there's room for both and should be room for both. And it should not just be for a hair shirt. So that, and that is my own personal opinion. I can't say that that's really the exact purpose in all of this. So 
I left this slide blank for you to think Sean wanted to know what the content was going to be in here. And I said, no, 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 you guys had to create this content. If you think about how you might use journal writing for a little, and I don't, you can tell me or not tell me, but tell yourself, think about how you feel about journal writing for a little. And just, I'm going to put that out there and we can just sit and think for a second. And then I have some tips and then we're going to do a little writing. So if you want to share now, you're certainly welcome to share, but you definitely don't have to. Nope. Okay, no shares. Well, I'll tell you how I'm going to use journal writing for a little because I'm putting it all on the table here anyway. But I'm going to use it to, as I said before, to reflect on this past year and to look for ways to recommit myself to being honest with myself, honest with the other people in my life, and to being um, more present and more supportive. So I'm looking for ways to think about that, among other things. So I think that those are areas that I can improve on. And I'm hoping as I write in my journal that I will come up with some really good ideas. Because as I said before, it's in that word salad that comes out that the ideas are in there, the nuggets are in there. And you can go back and read it and discover, oh, wait, look at look at that one sentence that I said about that one thing. That That's really good. That's helpful. That's something I can do that I can hold on to. Sometimes I take little snippets out for myself and I write it on another piece of paper just to have separately if I actually write something that I feel is strong. So this, how do I get to the next one? There we go. So wait, wait, I don't know how to get started. How do you warm up to journal writing? If you sit down in the morning, you have that cup of coffee, you're looking at the blank page and you got nothing right? You got absolutely nothing. So here are some ideas of what you can do. So you can meditate for five or 10 minutes. So close, don't try and write right away. Shut your eyes, plant your feet on the ground, and just do some deep breathing in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Do a little box breathing. And then when you start to get distracted and the thoughts start coming in your head, which can happen when you're doing that kind of breathing, that's when you actually go to your writing and take those thoughts and put them down on paper. So if you try and push empty, push for empty in your head for a moment, it will calm you. And then the thoughts can flow. That works for me very well sometimes. So another way is to truly, if you're trying to get to something that's actually maybe a little bit more deep, do five minutes of like, what do I have to do today? Like today I have to, you know, change the sheets, uh, write three memos, make three phone calls, blah, 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 blah. start with your laundry list of what you have to get done and then get all of that out. So you're not thinking about all these things that you have to do. And then all of a sudden other thoughts will creep in. And I know it sounds strange, but I'm telling you, it actually happens. It does. You know, and, and, and if, if you ever read these pages, you would see at the beginning, 
sometimes I do a what happened yesterday too, right? So here on June 7th, I wrote, I'm up very early today. I don't know if it's jet lag or anxiety. Okay, that was the beginning of that day. So you just don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to come out, but just let it start. If you really don't know what to write, take a moment to write what's in your immediate vicinity and get really detailed. You know, I'm sitting at a, you know, walnut brown table that has metal feet and there's a blue Adidas water bottle in front of me and there's placemats and you go on and you describe every bit. And then at some point you're actually going to get bored with that and other things are going to come out. And again, I think you just trust me on this and you're going to call me in a month and tell me, you know what, Annie, it actually worked. Another way to get yourself started, go through your five senses. What are you experiencing right now? I feel the breeze on my back. My mouth is a little dry from talking too much. Um, You know, uh, the sun is glaring in my eyes, whatever. Go through your senses and see where that takes you. Or just dive in and start. Just most of all, there's no right, there's no wrong. You will get there. You have to just let yourself get there. So any questions before we go into a little writing exercise? No, No, it's really clear. It's like I can see just sitting down and not knowing what to do and just like it will be remembering one of these things. Take this. You know what? I can send everybody this presentation afterwards so you'll have the list. And I also actually have another handout that I'm going to send, which is a prompt, a whole bunch of writing prompts specifically for the month of Elul that I found. Um, and I'm, I, I will make, I'm pretty sure I have everybody's email who's on here and I can um, send that out to everybody. And I'm happy to send this presentation as well. And that will remind you of, of what we talked about. If you would like, is that, am I allowed to do that, Ari? Yeah. Okay. So ready? Everybody have a pad and a pen. I'm actually probably going to give you about eight or 10 minutes because we have enough time because nobody had any questions. Um, but I have four prompts here. If none of these prompts speak to you, write whatever comes to mind. I'm not going to ask you to share anything, but just what is the area you want to focus on in preparation for the high holidays? What changed for the better or worse this past year? How can you use this to make next year more productive, better, different? Where do you see sparks of holiness in the world? And when have you felt most close to God's presence? What obstacles have stood in the way, external or internal obstacles? How might you recommit yourself to spiritual practice this year? So there's four prompts. Let's take a little time to just see what comes out. Okay. So if everybody can finish up for now, you can always write more. We're, we're going to be done soon. So you'll have an opportunity if you have more to say to yourself to keep going today, tomorrow, and every day thereafter. Um, so I guess my first question is, how did that feel? I don't know if anybody wants to share if that felt good, if that felt scary. How, how did that feel? 
Oh, it felt good. Thumbs up. Okay. I I liked having the prompts. It felt like an assignment that I could do. <laughs> well, I'm going to send you a whole bunch of prompts for Elul, and you'll get that later today, and that will I, maybe be helpful to you. Um, anybody else? It felt good, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little stuck. And then there's like getting into a kind of a flow and it was, you know, ideas come. It felt good. Good. Exactly. And that's exactly it. That's why the, that's why you can start with something small, like literally just dumping out your brain and then the list that's in your head, the things that are bugging you. And then all of a sudden there's a moment where it shifts and it doesn't happen every day. There's some days where I have two full pages of whining. Oh, well. So then that's what I needed that day. It's okay. Every day isn't going to give you a genius nugget. Like that would be unrealistic to expect, I think. Um, so you may have seen this because I, I one of it, but what happens after Elul? Nothing. You just keep going. Just keep trying because after a little, then, then we're in the year. And you, you, if, if you take the next three weeks, is it three weeks now till Rosh Hashanah? Maybe it's almost, yeah, it's about three weeks, a little over that. If you get into a regular journaling practice every day, every other day, as many days as you can in a week. Now it gets complicated if you don't write on the holidays because there are a lot of days you can't write, but that's okay. You know, just get back to it when you get back to it. Um, and it's, it, I think that you, it will give you, uh, the gift of self-reflection for the rest of your life. So it wasn't quite a full hour, but it's what I got. Any other questions? Nope. No, it's like you're, you make it doable. It's really just trying to, it's that commitment to taking the time to do it. Well, right. again, it doesn't have to be, it, it can be 15 or 20 minutes. We're not talking about writing for hours. Yeah. Talking about 15 or 20 minutes, you know, and if, if you end up writing longer than that, that's okay, but you certainly don't have to. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Um, but it's certainly, um, you know, and if, if you want to make, I mean, a writing group doesn't necessarily share journaling stuff, but if you want to form a writing group, that's an option too. If you have other writing to share, because journaling, you know, writing group would, 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 um, you know, usually implies giving feedback of some kind. But if you need journaling support, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy to to give journaling support. It's free. So thank you. Yeah, it was thank great. You, Just yeah. what I needed, really. Yeah. Thank you. What a nice way to start. Good. I, I can't wait to hear your progress. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.